Welcome to the Hunters Hub. This is Joe's Fortwan, joined by co-host More Daddy. How are you doing tonight? I'm feeling pretty damn good, actually. Um, I didn't think that I would get a follow from Gaijin Hunter, but it happened. Nice. Oh wow! I know it's just wild. That's pretty good. <laughs> and it was really funny because he was like, "Yeah, I thought I followed you earlier. I, I've been, lo- I've been watching all of your tweets, and I've been loving them for years." And I'm like. Oh, I'm so flattered. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty cool guy. He's a he's a he's a gem of the Monster Hunter community. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, he's just awesome. It's good to make that connection. Maybe you can get him on the show because I've asked him three times and he's never responded. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I I did a little thing. Uh, wait, if you if you yeah if you check the uh, that Thanksgiving post that I did, yeah, I did like a little mm-hmm. what was it shameless plug Thursdays thing where I'm like, hey, you know. It'd be, it'd be really awesome if you could come yeah. on to our show. I mean, like, if we can make time for that, if you're not too busy, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's been very vocal about, well, you guys are in the United States, and I don't want to make time for that. And it's like, well, actually, typically, I'm the one who makes time for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll make time. <laughs> I'm the one with a not... A, not such a good work schedule. Hey, I'll stay you know, up at... Or, or, no, I'll stay up at 2 o'clock in the morning for him. Oh, gosh, Sure, I guess. It's, it's, it'll be like it'll be it'll be like Singapore though. It'll be like twelve, thirteen hour difference though. Well, it'll be rough. Well, layoffs for me are coming up, so I'm gonna have all the free time in the world. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And speaking of which, is nothing to do with lay, layoffs, Japan or Singapore. Welcome, co-host Pan. Hi. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think uh, I, is that is anyone as tired as I am? Yes, I don't think so. I'm. I'm tired. I don't think I'm as tired as you. Also, like, I mean, basically, I've just kind of been staying up super, super late and enjoying my long weekend. I just did everything I could to just suppress yeah. a yawn that just happened. That was really intense, hypnotic. <laughs> but tonight, tonight is brought to you by Dr Pepper uh, and coffee. Yes. Lots, lots of orange coffee. Fanta in my case. Not a caffeine drink, but it's sugar. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it works. Um, yeah, I've I've been uh, I, I, like I said before the show. I've had my kids for quite a few times, and being a single dad, having them such over a long time, it you get they wear you out. They wear you out. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Um, so tonight we're going to be talking about some, some of our favorite armor skills in Monster Hunter. Um, Morg is definitely going to be the star of that conversation because he cares oh. a lot more about armor skills than we do. Oh, I um, love armor skills. We care skills. about them. They're a big aspect of the game, but, um, Pan and I, we, we talked about this a little beforehand. We both kind of have the certain skills we like and that's what we kind of stick to. And that's about it. Like... Eh, it's fun to play around with stuff sometimes for me, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, availability of consoles, because that's been a thing this this holiday season, which we can now say it is finally after Thanksgiving. Oh, I had a fun time with the girls driving them, uh, driving them back to my place. People had Christmas lights out, right? Ooh. 
Oh, wow. So they were like, ooh, pretty lights. And I was like, but it's not even Turkey Day yet. That's Thursday. This is Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. I was dri- dri- driving them back. I was like, oh, oh my th- God. Th- that re- it's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> that reminds me of, the, so, of that Christmas special with Charlie Brown when he's going around. He's like, Merry Christmas. And he's handing people out wreaths. And they're like, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And then they just slam the door in his <laughs> face. So I thought it'd be funny. Um, there was a guy actually putting up his lights as we were driving by in my small neighborhood. So I just slowed down the car, rolled down my window, and said, It's not even Turkey Day! And the kids were just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so I heckled a guy putting up his Christmas lights. <laughs> oh my god. In the Tims, up here, like... They were playing Christmas carols and like yucky modern oh, yeah. music for like like immediately after Remembrance Day. I'm like, oh my god! Like, why? Why would you oh, do yeah. this? November first, November first, Christmas stuff was going on at the local Walmart. I'm not even kidding. It's fucking they had, like, sacrilege. Hung in the air. Wow. I should not have drank as soon as Morg said that. I dang near to spit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I did want to say real quick, Pan. I know you had you had mentioned. You know, we talked a little bit about me getting back into WoW. Um, I ended up getting the expansion day one. I saw that. On t- I saw that. <laughs> and no problems getting in to the server. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, um, the server my husband's been playing on with a couple of our friends is a pretty high-pop server. Uh, on launch yeah. night, uh, on la- yeah, on launch night, I think there was like a two-and-a-half-hour queue. Oof, no. Yeah. Mm, I would have said no. I would I would have done something else. Oh, no, 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 people did. Yeah. Like, we were basically all just, like, all of us, like, hanging out on Discord, talking and stuff, uh. While uh, Steve and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of his friends were waiting on th- in the queue, we were just like talking and shit. So it was fun. We were doing other things, but yeah, <laughs> there was like a two and a half hour queue to get in. Uh, the server they play on is like Illidan, I think. Mm. Yeah, one of those ones that are like big story characters usually have a lot of. I don't even know what Chandris would mean in, in WoW. It's just the server I'm on. Um. My friends have been on Chandra since back, back in Burning Crusade days, so that and Feathermoon was the other one. Chandra's but... yeah, Chandra's Feathermoon is uh Tyronda's uh daughter. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Those those are because those are separate servers I was right. talking about. Yeah, Chandra's, put them together, yeah, that's a name. Yeah, Chandra's Feathermoon is a uh she is a night elf and she is the adopted daughter of Tyrand Whisperwind. Okay. That's New information to me. I will say though, I, I did want to say this is why I brought it up. For I don't normally pay attention to the story. Story in this is really good. I just finished it today. By the way, listeners, uh, I I did not just know that. I'm on Wowpedia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about Alliance NPCs. Cheater. No. Cheater. No. Pumpkin eater. Yeah, I am. I am all horde for the horde. Uh, apparently, that. Yeah, apparently though, that's a problem on my server. Um, we're a was it an uh, was it a sixty forty alliance horde split? Uh huh. 
were an Alliance-controlled server. So that was fun, because we were trying to do some PvP last night. Oof. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. But uh, my brother's now roped into it. My brother's going to be playing. In fact, you can actually see him on the Discord right now with my friend playing WoW. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a thing for us, I think, for a little while at least. Um, and partially because one of the things we want to talk about, we were all trying to get a PS5 and no one could get one at all. Like... Uh, there was some discussion on the the general Discord. Not and it's it, it's like Walmart. It puts out the uh, like, hey, we're going to have systems available at nine o'clock p.m. I think it was Wednesday for Black Friday and stuff. Oh man! And as soon as they put out that APB, they're like, hey, you know, here's where our playstations are going to be scalpers just come in and crash walmart walmart's entire site goes down yep for 15 20 minutes from all the botting and i and i wanted to talk about this because it's like it's insane right like people just want to buy a system for like sometimes it's a christmas present sometimes it's just for themselves right and not like it's a huge deal my brother and i talked about this a lot recently because we're we both want to get one, but we're both like, it's not worth the trouble to pay double for it or anything. So we're no. just going to wait till probably next year at this point, even though I had it and fully intended on getting one on launch. Um, it's just, it's just not worth it. And I think this is largely because of the, the flipping, mm -hmm. the, the system flipping. Um, have you guys ever like personally gone through a system launch like this? Because this, this happened just last year. Yo, the Wii. Well. the Wii. Do you remember yes. trying to buy a fucking Wii? I do. Uh, yeah, I was super <laughs> lucky. So I had an, I had an in guy. He worked at uh, game crazy. See, this is also what I, my strategy for the PS5 was also to have an in guy. Unfortunately, this store locally only ever got one ps5 that's i remember it. you telling that's i remember you talking about that yeah they still don't have any for black friday like nothing so yeah that's that's a problem but no um when i was uh whenever the so was it 2006 is when that came out yeah i think it's about yeah. that time and it'd yeah. be a, 2006 november 2006 is when the Wii came out no, so it was January 16th, 2007. So that would have been. Yeah, two months after. My ni 19. Ni yeah, it was on my birthday, which is Jan 16th. Um, some A friend of mine at college, uh, uh, B Cubed or Brian, I, I do bicker bickering bucks with. His, his One of his good friends worked at the Game Crazy in Southern Columbus, which is like an hour away from me. Um, but I went to college in Columbus and um, he was like, hey, they just got a shipment in of like four Wii's. And he said he'll hold he'll be able to hold them back for us. So we got in our car, skipped class and all went to the game crazy and bought a Wii. Wow. And that that is how I got one. And it was two months after launch, after having looked in stores every day. Now, here's the crazy thing about the Wii. And Pan, I think you you probably remember this too. 
the situation that we're in now with the PS5 went on for two years with the Wii. And that was before Scalp. I know. That was that was that was just how popular it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I remember trying to buy a Wii. I remember uh, just going to like every electronics store in town until I got fucking lucky. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, like one of the game stops, you... they they stopped basically they basically stopped letting people reserve them and they were just like, you know what, first come first serve. Whoever like if we get them in and you're here when we get them in, you're the one who gets to buy it. So then like I asked the guy like when their truck comes in and he's like it's like next Thursday. So like the next Thursday morning my sister and I like camped out outside a GameStop until their truck came in and that's how we got one. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so, unless I feel like camping out, which you can't with Walmart, Walmart's all online. That's the other thing about Walmart. It's all online. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing, no one but the scalpers are going to get them. Exactly. Yep. And that's what's been happening. So you, what you need to do is get a scalp bot and then just buy one for yourself. <laughs> that may actually have to be oh, the new strategy. Man. Everybody's just going to have to get a scalp bot. That's that's so bad though. That's I so mean, bad. It's either that or just be like me and just not give two fucks about it and just wait it out until everybody has already like gotten a console and then get it when it's already like been like fully established like it is like the current system that everybody has already been playing on for like a couple of years. Like I I think my first PS3 I was out of high school by the time I got it. I think I got it, oh, frick, when was it? I think it was, like, 2011, and it came out when? 2007? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I waited four years. No. I, I didn't even think about 2006. it. 2006, it was the same same time as the Wii, 2006. Yeah, and I can, I can remember, like, uh, buying, I think it was Heart Gold um, sometime in, like, 2011, or, yeah, no, I think it was, yeah, I think it was 2011, and, like, all, all my games that I purchase, like, I always purchase all the games, like, well after they're, like, out, so, I mean, like, usually everything that I get, it's, but like, super discounted, be... and it's readily available wherever you go, so, I mean, I'm never really hurting, I mean... You know, there's going to be people who are going to be, like, super crazed about it or, like, I got to get it right the day that it comes out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really have the money for that right now. So even if I wanted to buy one, I'm probably not going to. So, uh, scalpers, I hate to say it, but you can't get me because I'm just too damn cheap. Well, I, I went through the same experience with a Switch. I actually managed to get a day one pre-order oh. from Best Buy for a Switch. Oh wow! Well, let me see. So that was that was rough. I think um, I that was a harrowing experience trying to buy one on a cell phone at work. <laughs> so that was same thing again with the Switches. Um, I I think the only time that I actually got the Switch was it was um oh let me see I think it was yeah 2018 and when was the Switch out actually I think it was like. It was March 2017. Yep. Yeah. I don't know the yeah. exact day, but it was March. I, yeah, I had a I had a switch. I pre-ordered a switch like super early. I think on Amazon, mm-hmm. like as soon as they opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pre-ordered. Yeah, they did have a long period before it started getting bad. But once they did some sort of presentation of some games, 
and then they went sold out immediately. Yeah. Because everyone was kind of like, eh, I don't know. You're not really showing us a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, people people went nuts with uh, with Breath of the Wild. Oh, mm-hmm. God, yeah. yeah. Breath of the Wild, that that was a revelation when that first was like teased. I was yeah. like, oh. Speaking of which, I won't, I won't spoil it too much, but uh, I've been playing Age of Calamity um, for the uh, Bickering Buck show. Uh-huh. Dang. Some some Breath of the Wild, because it's based in the same universe uh-huh. and uh-huh. stuff, but like... Yeah. Breath of the Wild mechanics out the wazoo, like... Your weapons don't break, but oh thank you God! Get weapons. I was worried about you can that. Totally have Link run in with a broomstick. <laughs> it's it's a weapon. Link can have a broomstick now. The one thing I found so far is that um, they like, again they don't break, but like only Link has different kinds of weapons. Everyone else just has like. Oh, you get this type of weapon, but with Link, you actually have to manage spears, uh, sword and shield, and two-handed swords. And he's the only one that has different weapons that can equip. So far, I haven't finished it. But, yeah. And the roster is kind of small in comparison to the other Hyrule Warriors, but, I mean, we are limiting ourselves to exactly one generation of the game. So, yeah. I've actually I've seen a lot of Zelda. streaming of that game and it looks phenomenal. Like this is probably the first time that I've ever seen a Legend of Dynasty Warriors Zelda game in my entire life. Like the moment I saw that you're like just hacking and slashing through like massive mobs of dudes, I'm like, yeah, I- I'm probably gonna end up getting this game because oh. I'm gonna fall in love with it. No, no, pick up Hyrule Warriors, just the base mm-hmm. one for the Switch lot oh really good i'm not saying it's better or worse i'm just saying it'll be cheaper mm-hmm. you know since you don't like to buy games when they're new yeah i'm definitely not a, the kind of person who would just go out of my way to just buy a new game just right off the bat i tried that with unless I, it's monster hunter yeah unless it's monster hunter which i'm guaranteed that i'm going to be happy with except for base world i think that was the only monster hunter game that i bought like right on the day that you know it was released I think I pre-ordered it, and I was kind of disappointed with the end game for it. That was the only Monster Hunter that I was really upset with. But with G- GU, I think that was the, the, the initial reason why I even bought the Switch was because I knew GU was coming out. And the moment that I saw that, I was like, <gasps> yes, finally, now we get it for the West. But, um, yeah. Yeah, Monster Hunter has been my primary system seller Mm-hmm. for years yeah i mean i, I <laughs> it's what sold me on a wii u yeah i mean i bought anthem i think uh when it first came out and what a big disappointment that was i mean i'm i'm never gonna i'm never gonna oh, trust anybody like Morg. with 80 dollars ever again especially when it like drops down to like 15 and then like five and i'm like oh but, god what happened but but Morg, we've been over this. It had the, it had the two letters on it. You're never supposed to buy exactly E and A. E-A. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, E A. It stands for extreme ass. It was extreme <laughs> ass, man. Oh god. Oh, it sounds more like a porno. Than yeah, a game that does. Thing, but sure. I buy yeah. that for a dollar. Oh. Oh boy extreme ass 
I, I don't. What is that? BMX porn? Like <laughs> <laughs> extreme biking and people, I guess, naked people on extreme bikes. I don't. That know. sounds terrible. Um, Nudist spooning on a bicycle. That sounds like a horrible That's time. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible position to be in. <laughs> and yes, that was yes. a double entendre. Very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um. So yeah. So um, none of us have a PS5 to my no recollection, and no one has an Xbox. Right? Nope. No. I would. I no. was uh, planning on getting a PS5 sometime in, like, February or March or something. Hopefully it's yeah. more widely available starting but, next year. I don't yeah. see it happening until maybe after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what we were thinking is, that's what we were thinking is, like, well, you know, after, you know, give them a couple months to get back in stock and get let things level out after Christmas is what we were thinking. And maybe by then they'll have a few more ge- yeah. a few more uh, titles available. I'm just going to wait until the My, scalpers uh, give up. I mean, like, you know, they can only buy so many consoles and they can only hold on to them for so long. And then they're just going to be like, fuck, nobody's buying. Uh... Yeah. No, 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 no. People are buying. That's the. Oh problem. my god, they're so stupid. Why would you do that, people? People, I think know. about this, so, okay? It's just a gaming console, okay? You you can always get a PS5. You know, you could choose to get it today, or you could choose to wait till tomorrow, or maybe next week, or next month, or next year. Hell, you could even wait two years down the line, and it's not going to make a difference. Plus, you're going to be able to see a larger roster of games that come out later down the line, and then you can decide whether or not it's actually worth it or not. You know, like... It just makes yeah. sense to just wait well, because also on top of that, the prices are going to drop because there isn't going to be that big of a demand for it later down the line anyways because everybody will have it. Like, well, that's my view of it anyways. I mean, it's I don't know. There were games that I was highly interested in that were PlayStation exclusives like Demon Souls, and um, I don't know if Oddworld's exclusive or not. Um but there was there was a definite selling point for me that I was like I am down for PS5, uh, but it's just you know mm-hmm. not in the cards. I I will say this situation has caused the one time that I've been like, um, I'll, I'll be a little candid about my personal life here, uh, you know, because I, I go to therapy, uh, especially since the divorce. And the one time my therapist said something, it was like, ooh, I really don't agree with you there. I really don't, because um, she was talking about trying to get a ps5 for a kid and i was like yeah that's and she she asked me because it was like not during a session or something it was afterwards and mm-hmm. uh, she was like i was like well see the you know, scalpers come in they, they they flip it for sometimes two to three times the price and she's like they're so smart and i'm like no 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 you don't say that no that's no no yes they're smart but they're also assholes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, oh, man. I mean, there is another option. I mean, like, you could think like my brother and be like, hey, why don't I just get a hacked virtual OS of PS5 and then just put it on my computer and then I can just play my computer as though it's PS5 and then I can just hook into the PlayStation store and then just download the games and just put it onto the a tower Bro. and be like, yay, <laughs> you know, I got a PS5, you know, I don't know. It's just really funny. Uh, I don't know. Maybe my brother is uh... enough that he might be able to get away with it. I don't know. 
but he not, he probably won't now because everybody knows. No, I'm just kidding. He, he nah, he's not gonna do it. That that reminds me. That reminds me of this old old joke from like an old extra credits video, where they were talking about at the time like mm-hmm. this lawsuit between Sony uh, that Sony was like pushing because uh, they were basically locking down their consoles so you couldn't put your custom OSs on like the PS2, and they were like oh, Sony. Yeah, they quit wasting your time with the kind of people who want to put Linux on their PlayStations. Yeah, they have more yeah. time than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Maybe not the resources, but definitely more time. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know I, why anybody would want to edit episode. the PS2. Like the the PS2 is such a good console. Why Why would you want to tinker no, no, with? They're it? talking about the PS3. Oh, it was the oh, PS3? The PS3? My bad. PS3, okay. you could. Oh, if it. Yeah, it was the original PS3 that you could. It was actually by default able to install linux on it and that was a feature they advertised oh that's so cool they figured out what they were doing with the linux then they took it away in the next release and actually patched it out it was actually a big deal um patched out that accessibility to linux i'm actually Um, curious what was it people were able to get away with i'm really curious please tell me actually having the entire ps3 and ps2 library on their playstation oh (laughs) (laughs) that's probably one of the bigger ones (laughs) oh Oh, i'm sorry i don't have to pay for games anymore nice oh that's Sony's probably like they've ruined it for everyone else, but okay. Oh, that's hilarious. And that's also why PS3 was no longer backwards compatible. That's why they killed it out of the PS3. Oh, that explains it. Oh, that's too bad because I would have loved to have been able to play PS2 games on a PlayStation 3. Too bad those guys, you know, they were screwing around with Linux and just hacking the store and just making it so they could just get whatever they want. Thanks a lot, guys. You, You know, it's people like you that we can't have good things. Shame on you. Oh, well. Well, this has continued my streak of always getting a launch Nintendo versus always getting a PlayStation after launch as well. It's continued my pattern for that. You know, at least. You know that is kind of true because I think I believed... Uh, yeah, I bought a 3DS before they came out with the updates to prevent you from hacking your, your games. Like uh, taking your save files and then editing them. Mm-hmm. Um, from your SD card. I actually did that with, I think it was Generations, and I actually inserted a whole bunch of uh, fake talismans and stuff like that, and like fake cats, just for the fun of it, after having beaten the game already. And, like, mm-hmm. this was just for fun. This this wasn't, like, for online stuff or anything like that. This was just for me just goofing around. But it was really, really fun being able to just put, like, three three full skills onto a talisman and just be like, yeah. I'm doing that. It's fun. It's really, really fun to do that. And I also did a thing where I actually injected a whole bunch of uh, fake Pokemon into, uh, I think it was Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, where I think I had, like, a Gold Steelix with Bullet Punch and, like, Dragon Dance and a whole bunch of other weird moves. Like, it's just fun. It's really, really fun. Like, you know, you can... In my mind, you should be able to, like, bend or even break the rules so long as you're not ruining the experience for everybody else. It's just, you know, if you're going to have fun yeah. like that, do it on I your think, own time. 
Yeah, no, I, I think people, a lot of people get hung up, especially like Pokemon, because the competitive Pokemon scene and stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing. You could have said Steelix had bullet punch, and I wouldn't have batted an eye. That, oh, sometimes Pokemon have such weird moves that so I don't even try. The, the the first and last time I ever dipped my toe into the real competitive scene in Pokemon was during the, um, I'm trying to remember, I want to say it was the uh, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum era. Ooh, fourth gen, yeah. Yeah, and I uh, I went to a convention. I was at a convention, and they had a Pokemon tournament at that convention. And I had a team ready to go that I had, like, spent a couple weeks, like, you know, breeding and EV training and all that jazz. Uh, get mm-hmm. it ready to go. And I lose in the first round to a guy with... He had a shiny Gligar with, like, illegal moves. Uh-oh. And the judge... and Yeah, and the judge, like didn't know enough about Pokemon to, like, disqualify him. Oh, no. And that was the first and last time I tried to actually be uh, competitive in Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, first and... Maybe not last time, but the first time I actually made a competitive level uh, as far as EV and IV training was Sword and Shield. But Mm -hmm. I didn't... I mean, I got crushed by someone who wasn't even halfway done with their IV training with a team that was just a competent, like I'm thinking about what I'm putting together because uh-huh. you know, nothing but bugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh boy. The like, so what I do now is I have my, my completely trained team and I just go online and find randos. And usually I, what it is, what I assume to be Japanese children because they all have Japanese characters as their, uh, Pokemon names, and they're, it's always, like, legendary Pokemon. And I just beat the mm-hmm. shit out of them with a Vaporeon that has Wish and Shield and Toxic. Mm-hmm. It, that is so Pro- good. Not Shield, Protect. So you're you're protect. playing the tank strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxic, Protect, and Wish, and then, I guess, Surf, but I never need to use it. Bulky waters mm. are just so hard to break. Like, Alolomola... Is a pretty good one to use too. I don't know. I think it can use Toxic. A lot of the, a lot of Pokemon. I think it was in sixth and seventh gen all could learn Toxic, but they they did something to Generation Eight to make it so you can't have that anymore. Like yeah, a lot they of the they ones, nerfed they, just, they nerfed Toxic because yeah, it used yeah. to be literally anything could learn Toxic. Mm. Which is yeah. I uh, I know a lot about this because I got bored. I ran out of stuff to watch at a certain time, and I started watching uh, competitive uh, vi- viability of uh, and history of a Pokemon in competitive scenes, all the way up through Sword and Shield. How was, good like, was Tyranitar actually? And in this video, we'll yes, ch- that exact series. Oh, I love yeah, that series. How act- yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it was uh, it was it was very informative. I never will dip my toe into competitive Pokemon, but it was really cool to figure out why people just loved Rayquazon so much. Yeah, or Mewtwo. Like apparently Mewtwo was like king of the Pokemon for so many generations. That's even yeah. still now he's still really high up. I kind of feel bad because my pronunciation of Rayquaza was actually Rayquaza for the longest time, and I was like, "It's not really? Rayquaza." It's not Rayquaza. Apparently, apparently, it's Rayquaza, and I thought it was Rayquaza, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like the first—I think it must have been like eight years old when I first got gold and silver, and I called Quagsire um, 
what was it? Uh, squasher, I think it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Quag squasher? Yeah, I was like, squasher? <laughs> oh, it's a squasher. Squasher. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, squasher. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to squash you. Yeah, uh, it's just what he named it. That's what he nicknamed his Quagsmire. It's just squasher. Yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is pretty awesome. And, oh, man, I was really surprised by shinies in second gen. Like, that was a new thing. I was like, holy crap, a green Ursa ring? What is this? And I thought the red Gyarados was a revelation. I didn't. I didn't even know what shinies were until probably about 5th or 6th gen because I just stopped playing Pokemon in 2nd gen. Like, I, it, during the height of 2nd gen, I was like, all right, I beat the Elite Four. I'm done. Oh, oh God, <laughs> I was such a nerd. Like, I remembered, um, oh, God, even in high school, I... Um, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but like even in high school, I still played like Game Boy Color, and I still had like a, my full copy of like Gold version, and I would like sometimes play that in class or whatever. And then I think there was like one time in gym where it like fell out of my pocket while we were like playing soccer out in the field. And I was like, "Oh, oops, people know now." <laughs> and they'd be like, "What is that?" And I'm uh... like, "Uh, nothing." And they're like, "Is that Game Boy Color?" And I'm like. Maybe. Maybe, and then they were like, "Oh, that's cool!" And I was like, "Oh, really?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I used to be such a Pokemon nerd, Morg, that um, I remember specifically in sixth grade, I not only had all the Pokemon by number memorized in order. I could tell you from number one to one hundred fifty-one, every single one in order. I also had memorized the Poke Rap. Oh no! You had the po oh man! I remember the Poke Rap, yeah, Indigo League. Uh I mean, it was it was yeah, a good series, I but was it was really super into it. I super. I just I kind of hate the anime yeah. because they started making up moves, and I was like, oh, I wonder what level up my uh, my Hitmon top will have to be before it learns like this crazy like sideways weird kicking move that is obviously like not part of like the game series. I'm like looking through. I'm like. It doesn't learn that? Oh. Well, and then, yeah. What what really what really turned me off on the series is that uh, Pokemon Stadium was just the same game, but in 3D. Oh, well, apparently... And I yeah. wanted Pokemon Stadium to be Pokken, what Pokken oh, is now. Yes, I, I always I, wanted, like, a fighter game for Pokemon, and that would have been really yeah. awesome. Like, um... Well, even now, um, I, I would like the idea of, like, um, a, a sort of like an MMO style of, like, Pokemon where you get to pick, like, what region you're in, and then you start from there and you work through the league there, and then you can cross over into, like, other leagues, and then you can challenge other gym leaders and catch other Pokemon and whatever, and then, like, but it, it mm -hmm. would be kind of like you get your six Pokemon, and then you can fight, like, Pokemon tournament style, but you also have, like, um, your four basic moves as, like, kind of, like, specialized attacks or whatever. So you'd have, like, your basic combos, but then you could, like, execute, like, neat little um, attacks, like, in between and stuff like that. Kind of almost like Final Fantasy VII, like, modern take of it, where you can, like, use those attacks specifically. It would have been a really cool idea to, like, see that kind of a game. But I don't know if that would ever be a thing. Maybe in the future. I don't know. Like... Game Freak, please get on it already. Come on, we want that game. But um, we uh, 
We would also like to remind people of Pan's wonderful ideas of how to fix Pokemon, which is partially making an MMO, if I remember right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pan. Yeah. That would have been really awesome. Or, or at least, uh, you know, just a way for uh, me to give Game Freak mo- to feel better about giving Game Freak more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I buy one copy of the game. That's good enough for me. Yeah. You know, every once in a while. I don't even have like the Crown Tundra or the uh, Iron Isles for uh, Sword and Shield. Yeah, I, I don't have the expansions yeah, either. I, I yeah, I just kind of dropped the game after a bit, and I was like, "Yep." I mean, I've already beaten it, so I'm good. I, I should be fine, but yeah, everybody's like collecting new Pokemon uh, we, now, so I don't know. My brother and I completed the Pokedex for Sword and Shield's area, at least, uh, I will say, in two weeks. We, we both completed it, and we're like, okay, cool. We got the competitive team, and I fought a couple times, and that was it. And I booted it up a couple times to trade some things for Pan's uh, living Pokedex, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's... It's... It's a it's a light casual game for me. I'm 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 a casual Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No longer hardcore. Um so, uh we wanted to also talk about armor skills tonight. Mm-hmm. Um Morg, I, I don't I, I um is there something in particular that brought this up that you wanted to talk about this tonight or no? I don't know. I just thought it would be kind of a nice little theme to to kind of like delve into like the idea of like, you know, what kind of skill um, across, like, you know, like from, like, the generation that it started in onwards, why you would say that that in particular would be your favorite skill, how, how do you apply it and stuff like that in certain scenarios and stuff like that, like, how it works, and, um, you know, just generally why it would be considered your favorite or probably, you know, the best one to choose from. Um I thought it would be a really cool concept for okay. a like, discussion like that. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I, I wanted to know where it came. Yeah, from. Yeah. No. I was. I. I don't know. I just kind of thought of it in my head, and I was like, you know, there's so many really good skills, and I could think of like five off of the top of my head that um, I've. I've kind of like started to um, learn to really appreciate, and I've actually kind of fallen in love with. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> one of them in particular. Um, I don't know if, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, uh, I guess we could just jump into one of them right now. So, um, since I'm only allowed to pick one, I mean, I had a whole bunch. Um, you you can pick more. It's just the fact that Pan and I really don't have a lot. Oh, it's it's we don't we play the game differently than you do. You pl- you play a lot of different styles and stuff. Oh God, yeah. So you end up finding finding a pattern in that kind of way. And Pan has been an SNS main for how long? Like since past couple games uh since ever mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. like uh i you know at first i envisioned myself as being a bow a bow hunter uh because i you know i just came fresh off of skyrim and i wanted to do the stealth archer shit and then i realized that playing with the that fighting and hunting with the bow sucked oh yeah so then i tried dual blades and that yeah, was yeah i figured that out dual blades was a kind of fun but i was like eh and then i tried long sword and that was too slow and then i tried the sword and shield and i'm like okay i'm good yeah. yeah, yeah. You 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 found your niche. Yep. Sword and shield is just phenomenal. Like it's such a fast attacking weapon. You can evade things. You can block, and you've got like these really good combos that you can execute. It's it's so solid. And the fact that mm-hmm. you can use items. Oh, damn! It's just not fair. 
No, I know. Joe Cat put it much more eloquently no, than I can, can, so. Oh, yeah, Joe mm-hmm. Cat. He, he words <laughs> everything, like, with such eloquence. It's just... Uh, he's too articulate. Way too articulate. <laughs> yeah, I like his stuff. His, mm-hmm. uh, he's really funny about it, too. Um, all right, I guess, I guess I'll lead it off for me, because it's always the same, and, and people probably already know this, but my skill forever and always will be Heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. It highlights my fa- one of my favorite aspects of the game, which is breaking parts. Um... There's not really much to say about what it does. It just makes it easier to break parts and cut tails and stuff. Yeah. Um, specifically, thirty percent easier at max uh, ability in Monster Hunter World slash Iceborne. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the numbers are a little different uh, with other games because it is just a you know ten ten skill point skill uh, in in previous games. Um, and I, I think it was like. It might be 30 there, too. It might be 15. I don't quite remember, or 20. I think, um, yeah, it's maxed out at, like, a 30% like increase to part break damage. So, yeah, it's really, yeah, really yeah. good. And it's only specifically towards breaking parts. Well, in Iceborne, that's what it is. I know for sure. But previous mm-hmm. games, I don't know the percentage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's it's uh it's a skill I've always liked. Uh, I put it in nearly all of my builds, no matter the weapon, because I want to break parts. Um, as you can, uh, uh, the accolade for part breaking parts has always been like the one I try to get in Iceborne, and I'd be like, Ace would get it every once in a while, and I'd be like, Ace, he stole my part breaker accolade. Ace, you stole it, and, he, and he's like, he's like, but it's a, it's a team game. We all got it. Ha ha! And I'm like, you stole it. <laughs> um, so stuff like that. But like, I just find the skill to be very useful because breaking parts is not just a fun part of the fight for me, but also mechanically very useful and for especially certain monsters like Rathian. Um, and I've said many times, Rathian is the Fortuan killer. She, for some reason, just gets me every once in a while. Yeah. Regardless of difficulty, game, or whatever. Rathian is, is my bane. And cutting off her tail, no longer my bane. Mm-hmm. That backflip will eventually get me at somehow, in some way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's my one weakness, is the backflip. <laughs> Although... Um, Golden Pink Rathian, I can dodge that one like nothing else. It's base Rathian. It is base Rathian that gets me. Oh, that's... Not, not pink or gold, it is base. That is so strange, <laughs> because, you know, usually, like, the, the tail flips from Gold Rathian, because she's constantly repositioning when she's in the air. She always swoops in and tries to get in behind you, so then that way you can't see her, and then she catches you with a flip from, you know, blindsiding you, and it's like, oh... And, like, she can reposition, like, not just once, like, maybe two, three, maybe even four times. It is so obnoxious. It's it's not even, like, actual difficulty. It's just cheese. It's mean. I hate that. It's terrible. And that's why I run Ariel all it the doesn't time. Bo- this is, it doesn't really bother this me. This is why Evade is in my top five. It's because I just mm. roll right through her backflip. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. 
such a good skill. That's that's why I have evade. That's why it's one of mine. Now, is it uh, uh, distance or window that you like? Um. So I, I like I like having both. It really just kind of depends on uh, like I don't always run windproof. I like because you know don't always need windproof. Um, so I'll usually try to stack right. both as high as I can go. But you know you can only get so many uh, skills going. So sometimes I'll be like oh, I don't need windproof this time. So I'll try to up one of my evades, depending on what armor set I'm running and what talismans okay. I have. Uh, generally though, I like the window better than distance. But both are nifty. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I grew very fond of both window and distance when uh, I was using my Elatrion armor set, which gave you a lot of both. Um. Oh wait, maybe it's because I paired it with Namiele. That might be why. But anyways, when I was using my Elatrion set, I had a lot of evade window, mm-hmm. which really helped in the uh, Elatrion fight, for sure. Oh yeah. And eventually Fatalis, it helped with that too. Oh. Yeah, Evade Window 5 is just so stupidly strong. I think I was actually showcasing it on Twitter when um when I was fighting uh, the Zenogre event quest. Uh, I think it was called Farewell to Zenogre, the one where he drops a whole bunch of coal. And yeah, yeah. I was just playing Switch Axe with, I think it was Evade Distance and, e- and uh, Evade Window. And every time that he would, like, do, like, the aerial flip where he just slams his paw into the ground and causes that huge shockwave and stuff like that over and over and over again, I was just literally just rolling through them all and, like, taking no damage. I just didn't care. I was able to just get in there and go in for counterattacks, and he, he, he couldn't do anything to me. I couldn't He couldn't touch me at all while I'm running Sleep Swax and just you know, smashing him into the wall or knocking him out of his charged phase and just picking up all the shinies and grabbing millions of coal. I was like, this is just amazing. Like, I'm just (laughs) farming so much off of this guy. It was so fun. Oh, man. Evasion. Really, really good skills. Love it. I, uh, I know my brother's favorite, and it was taken out in World, which is Psychic. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Auto tracking. Yeah. Yeah, that that's another one that I would run a lot because like fuck running around the map for half an hour with paintballs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got used to I stopped using paintballs eventually. Um because I got so used to how to tell where a monster was going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um now there were still certain ones that, that evaded me. Especially in stuff like um Oh, what's the What's that map's name in Generations Ultimate? Uh, more um, the one that Valstrax lives at. Um, the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's a ruined pinnacle. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, no, no. I don't yeah. know if it's a ruined pinnacle or not. I, I'm actually gonna take a look. The Here, wait. Ruined tower, ruined pinnacle, or something um, like that. That one. There's a couple ways because um, you can generally tell by looking at the map and then looking up because the monster is gonna fly directly towards an area it's going to. There's no circumventing. It goes up and it flies directly. So if you can actually look at the map, you can see where they're going a lot of the time. But the ruined pinnacle is what I'll just call it for now. I'm actually um, yeah. I'm gonna take a, a look couple, at what Ben Legigris an... posted and <clears throat> see if he actually has the right place. And then yeah, we can verify that for sure. Where is it? Where is his post? But in, in that map <clears throat> in particular, there's a couple areas. There's like a couple areas where there's like two or three in a row in a straight line to each other. 
And it'd be like, okay, it's not in this one, it's in the next one. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit annoying doing it that way. But So I ended up <clears throat> going back to using paintballs in that map. But, yeah, so most of the other maps, I'm like, nah, I get where they're going. And some of the monsters are just easy, like an Arzorus or something like that, where they have to do the same area transitions that you do. Mm-hmm. So you just watch where they go. Um, Brachidius, most part is that way. He'll dig sometimes. You're like, Bracky, why? Yeah. Why can you dig? <laughs> you don't have digging things. Yeah, you just have these little stumps. How the hell are you digging with that? Oh, I know what he does. Yeah. He punches into the ground. He blasts, punches his way he through the earth. He literally does demolition work. He blasts holes into the ground, and he constructs himself, he just, he's, you know, like a, like, a, like a subterranean network. You know, using his blast slime to create like sort of like a like a subway subway system that he can travel through freely. Oh, that eventually clever. collapses because it all explodes from the slime that will explode over. I time. can imagine that it would cause a lot of seismic activity, and yeah, it would collapse in on itself. Mm, yeah, I, I, explosive yeah. slime would not make for very good glue to keep everything up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it, it's one of those uh, suspension of disbelief areas. You just, it's just what has to happen. It would be like trying. Um, there was very. <laughs> oh, wait, no, yeah, you go ahead. It was like there was very little of that mentality in world. But yeah, be, older games, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Things just dig through the yep. earth and just appear in another part of the map. Devil Joe with his little <laughs> T-Rex arms just starts digging a hole to get to the other. <laughs> <laughs> I got these yeah. little arms. No, I'll just use my mouth. I'll just eat you, you dirt. You have to um, admit, nom, though, nom. original third-gen uh devil joe just erupting out of the ground out of nowhere was a nightmare for people just you're you're hunting and all of a sudden this giant dinosaur just comes flying out of the ground you're like what the hell (laughs) it's like whoa how did you get here (laughs) i was just i remember uh i was gonna specifically my friend uh austin like he screamed like a girl the first time he saw Devil Joe and try, and uh, he'd never seen one. And a Curry Pecko called one in. Oh, I knew what was going on, but my two friends didn't. They'd never seen Devil Joe before. Oh man! So he just erupts out of the ground, and then they're like, "What the crap is this?" Oh my god! Yes. So I mean, that was the advantage of that system. For Devil Joe, at least. Yeah, I was going to make a joke saying, you know, it's like, oh, how did you get here, Devil Joe? You'd be like, oh, I just was all like Hannibal. I just kind of ate my way through the mountain, you know, just to get here. But yeah, oh, and like same thing with like the Bracky thing. Oh, man, I'm just picturing like the idea of somebody just, you know, making a brick wall. But instead of using like cement to hold the bricks together, uh, they just kind of use plastique instead. But I don't know. Eh, to each their own. But yeah, it's 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 better than what's. Things like Blangonga used to do. It's just like jump, and it's gone. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I must go. Like, my people how need he me. Jump like that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, my people need me. You just see his like monkey form, like a flying squirrel on the map, just like next area over. Oh my god! Like, yeah, especially when he used to leave uh, in the snowy mountain. He used to leave from like that top right area and go all the way to the bottom left where that cavern was and he would just be like flying through half the map i'm like 
dang, there's not even a ceiling in that place. You just through the ceiling. I'm here. Goes like, to sleep. <laughs> in Monster Hunter, you don't even need wings. You just need like super powerful hind legs in order to be able to just launch yourself across the map. Like, I have to wonder, is this is this even canon? Like, is this an actual feat for like every like fanged beast? And, like, Leviathan that's, like, able to do this. Like, Mizutsune just being able to just fly over the map. It's like, oh, my God. Like, they all can do it. It's just so strange. So wonderful. I I will say, do be careful about labeling something as canon in a Monster Hunter. I don't think they care that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tag band Liga, band uh, Liga, Chris and like you know ask him like, hey, is this a canon feat? Like it. Like is there like something in the ecology of this monster that allows them to be able to propel themselves from one end of the map to the other? Like I'm. I'm just so curious. Like can Mizutsune, Does Mizutsune have secret air pockets that it uses? For long distance travel, what you know, like, because obviously it can make bubbles, there, so obviously it has to have like some sort of like air pouches or stuff like that that it uses, like when it when it secretes that foamy stuff, whatever it creates big bubbles, right? So obviously it yeah. must be you know a part of like their their um, uh, biology. You know, I'm, I'm, I'd be pretty curious have... to bring that up. Maybe I mean I've already. Uh, created something of a stir when I was like, hey, Raging Bracky versus, like, Savage Devil Joe. Like, do you think Savage Devil Joe's, like, a dragon breath would be able to, like, kill the fungus that, or the the mold or whatever it is that is, like, living symbiotically inside Raging Brachydios' shell? So then that way he could, like, bite into him without getting his jaw blown off? And then, I don't know. I, I got a reply back, and he was like, eh, no, unfortunately, yeah, Devil Joe kind of, like, loses this one out. And I was like, but not handily. He's like, probably not. See, uh, <laughs> I I love getting into conversations. I, with I like will that. say, I I've I've made somewhat of a name for myself for describing ridiculous things in my ecologies, like the roving mauler. <laughs> but I will say that you, with the 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 primitive jumping thing, no, that's that's just. That's just a game mechanic. You can't explain that. Because not even a grasshopper can jump that far. And a grasshopper is literally just an insect that eats and jumps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that explains it. He must have eaten a radioactive grasshopper. And then he got super grasshopper powers. But the whole, like, structure of a, of a grasshopper's body and legs is meant for it to jump. It's like a pair of legs and and a mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially, essentially a grasshopper. And then, <laughs> and then you you think about how far Blingonga jumps, and it's like proportionally like three times as far as a grasshopper. You're like, but how? <gasps> it's, oh, it's it's front arms are bigger than its back legs. Dude, dude, I figured it out. <laughs> it's jet propulsion. He's able to you know uh, use gas as as no, a you're source thi- of fuel. You're thinking Kangalala. You're thinking Kangalala. Yeah, Kangala. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blangonga. Yeah. yeah Blangonga is. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain that one. Pure, pure rage. Pure rage just propels him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a pretty intense he's... roar. So that, you know, he's able to just fuel his rage and, you know, harness it and just be all like, Hulk smash. I don't know. Maybe. The, the angry, snowy baboon. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? There are some relation. There are some. Um, uh, what's the word I was looking for? Um, 
some easy comparisons, I guess, uh, between him and, like, Marvel's equivalent of Wendigo. I don't know if if Marvel's Wendigo is, like, accurate to, like, the real Wendigo, but, like, yeah, I could, I could see some similarities between the two. I... Marvel. I don't know what Marvel's Wendigo is. Oh, he's like a a Hulk bad guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So I know the Wendigo from like a 1970s comic when uh, the Hulk and Wolverine fought one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really yeah, Chris good comic. Cl- okay. Chris, yeah, that was back so when like, like Chris Claremont was writing for him. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's nothing like the the. Native American Wendigo, which is a spirit of hunger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would assume if it's a Hulk bad guy, which just means it's just another flavor of Hulk, I'm assuming. Um, so if I recall correctly, if I recall correctly, uh, some dude got cursed to be a Wendigo because he, he was a cannibal during the winter. And uh, now. Okay, at least the origin story. Yeah, right? and now the Hulk right, and Wolverine have to, like, tag team to beat the shit out of him. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty right. intense. It, yeah, I was like, there's a lot of interpretations of Wendigo now because fantasy has injected a lot of things into it. Um, like the whole thing about the Wendigos being like having antlers and stuff and being a lot more ghostly is, is sort of like a modern interpretation, whereas mm-hmm. the actual legend is really puts them closer to what Supernatural did, at least design-wise, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just like a skinless human, sort of emaciated-looking... Um, I very much prefer the more, like, uh, uh, ravenous, like, nature spirit thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I ended up doing for my ecology of it, is it's a, it's a court, uh, a fay of the winter court, um, if you guys are familiar with that. Yes. The, the different courts of spring and summer. Yeah. So, yeah, Wendigos are of the winter court, and they represent hunger, and they never stop eating. <laughs> I should invite. And they also chew their feet off. So, um, that's uh, the two skills we've talked. Well, three ish that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. The evade, the two evades, uh, part breaker. Morg, what's what's one of the one? You're the one that brought this up. Okay. So what's one of yours? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna bring up one, and this one is something that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've actually come to really enjoy, and it is called latent power. You guys probably already know about this one. It's one where. It's the staples and ogre skill. Yes, under uh, under certain conditions, and uh, those conditions are when you take about 180 damage in health, or like over over the course of like a certain period or whatever, or just in general. Um, or if you um, you know f- five minutes pass after you started an encounter with a monster, like after they've seen you and started attacking you. Um, your affinity will jump up, and you will also get uh, constitution. So, like, constitution effects, anyways. And it, unfortunately, it doesn't stack with constitution, mm-hmm. but it's it's a pretty good skill on its own. Um, the funny thing about this skill is is that it, it couples so well with, with other skills in your arsenal. For example, if you have a set that, like, runs, for example, resentment, you can get, like, um, an extra 20 raw... Just from happen, just because, like you know, you might be taking more damage than normal. And the funny thing about uh, latent power is, like, the damage that you, the damage counter that it that it um, keeps track of is your green health. It's not your red health included. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, even sets like, for example, um, you know, uh, like sets that, you know, usually run like a Valor style weapon. If you're constantly using the Valor sheath and you're taking like huge amounts of like, um, like red health, uh, values, how do I even describe it? Like, uh, when you, when you have like temporary health that needs to be regenerated, that still yeah. counts towards it. So it's really nice to have mm. that. And even in, I think it was Iceborne. Um, when they introduced the Safi Jiva set, and I believe the yeah. Breath of the Wild um, Storm Slinger uh, gun, the one that where if you um, uh, use the specialized ammo, um, it actually deals damage to you. Um, if you use um, Safi set with that in conjunction, your health will actually drop quite rapidly. But if you are able to time the um, uh, the number of shots that you fire, um with uh, the overclocking effect of the gun, which makes it so that if you if you um, overclock the gun, it'll actually um, backfire on you, and it'll actually release electricity on you, and it'll drop you immediately down to one health. You can actually gain health back. But the great thing about that mm-hmm. is you can top latent power on top of that, and not only will you get, like, that Safi um, bonus where you get the additional affinity, additional uh, elemental damage, and I think... I don't know if it gives you extra raw. I don't think it does. But then you get, like, the extra affinity and constitution from latent power topped on top of that. It's just... Oh, it's just such a great combo to have. And, like, even with sets like um, the uh, Valstrax set, where the more damage that you take... Um, like, for example, I think um, the skill actually activates when you have, like, 66% health. So, like, if you have two-thirds of your health still left... Um, you will get Cursed with Dragon Blight, but you'll also get, um, I think it's like 50 elemental resistance for pretty much everything, um, except for Dragon, I think Mm -hmm. it is, and you get also, um, I think it was a 10% boost to your, uh, weapon's true raw, so... And I think it also comes with Crisis as well. So, like, when you get, like, uh, the Blighted effect, you also get, like, an additional 20 raw on top of that. So if you were able to somehow couple that with Latent Power, you're getting, um, like, plus 30 if it's, like, a level 1 or even a plus 50 affinity. If you get the level 2, you get, like, uh, 20 raw off of Crisis, and then you get, like, a 10% boost plus elemental resistances for having dragon uh, spirit activated, like, whoa, whoa, the potential for that is just incredible. And this is from a set where the more damage you take, the more damage you deal out. So it's like punishment is your reward kind of set. Like you go very anime with this, if you know what I mean. Like where like the character is like almost mm-hmm. on like their last leg, and they're like, this is an all or nothing stance. And like, and like it's very very Japanese, but yeah. What a good skill. Like, it's the, uh, so amazing. So what you're saying is it's a good skill to have with other skills. Yes. It's a good yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's good in itself. Like, it, it, it's good as something of a... Like, it is a great support skill. Because I, I wouldn't recommend it being something that you have on its own. Because critical, mm-hmm. uh, critical hits are nice and all. Getting a 25% buff to your attacks. But um, if you were to couple it with... You know, other skills like, for example, Crit Boost or uh, Tenderizer or even um, uh, what's another really good example of a skill that you might want to couple it with? 
there's really there's like so many like even antivirus is really good with it as well um or resentment yeah i think i've mentioned resentment before oh heroics 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 would be a great skill to have with this kind of a build because the more damage you take like the lower your health is um you get uh i think percentile bonuses um like i think it's like 20 percent heroics used to just be a uh used to be a straight up once you're below a certain threshold yeah uh i don't use heroics now um so I don't know if it's scaling or not. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it triggers once you reach like uh, below. I think a third of your health. So like when your health drops to like really low, like almost a sliver, you get like an additional twenty percent damage to you from for your raw. And then um, like I think they adjusted it in Iceborne, so then that way you also get like massive defense boost as well. Like I think it was like a plus hundred. And then, like, then some. But, I mean, like, it, it, mm, it's delicious. Like, I, I, I've never really enjoyed playing so on the edge, like, so close to carding before until I actually started playing around with that skill, like, those kinds of skills where you, where you really test the limits of, like, what you can really do in the game where it's, like, a, it's all or nothing. Like, if you take one more hit, you're definitely carding. But on the flip side, you're also putting out like stupid amounts of damage more so than what other people are putting out and even the another benefit to that would be to run fortify on a skill like that or on a set like that so in that case if you do cart you come back with 10 percent raw added on to like your set just just because you fainted that one time or even twice because it stacks um really yeah. uh, light and power is probably one of my all-time favorite skills like it's just it's a phenomenal skill to run, and it's, I, I would definitely encourage a lot of people to play around with it and really test their skills. Okay. All, all right. See, this is this is, this is the kind of thing I expected from you, Morg. Like, 30 <laughs> minutes on... Yeah, sorry, man. I mean, like... <laughs> I, I used to make videos <laughs> about this kind of stuff, and I loved it. And, um, like, even a friend of mine, Trues yeah, and Ogre, um, a friend of mine who who does Twitch streams and also is a, a good contributor to the Monster Hunter community, even on Twitter. Um, like, yeah, like, we bounce ideas off of each other all the time, and, like, it's really, really fun um, getting together with people, like, just talking shop, at, like, about, like, what kinds of uh, sets that you can run, and uh, technically, yeah, it, it sets, not builds. Like, I think, yeah, Yvarian 4 g actually made a video... A couple of days ago where he was uh, discussing whether or not it was a set or a build and it is in fact a set because well I, I you would know um, what a build is based because you play a lot of ARPGs right so it makes sense to call it yeah. a set because really the only thing that changes is like what you're wearing it, it's not the scare it's not the uh, the character statistics like the actual the, uh, the build no, where it's like the you know aspects yeah, the, of them. You, I you can have builds in Monster Hunter. I would say that your heavy bowgun cheesing that you were doing was a build. Yes. Um. Um. But but in general, you were talking about armor sets and mixed mm -hmm. sets, and you're not yeah. really the build is more tied to the strategy yes. more so than the actual armor. Mm -hmm. So. For instance, you know, we talk about a build 
in WoW or Diablo or something, you talk about Whirlwind Barb. Like, that's a build. Then, yeah. you know, like, uh, Thorn's Crusader, that's a build. Like, yeah, that's that's something we get in another day. Which, by the way, you guys need to play some more ARPGs. I still want to do that <laughs> at some point. We're going so to do that. To Don't you about. worry. It's going to happen. I promise. I already fell off a of Grim Dawn again. I mean, I love it, but um, WoW has taken up so much of my free game time that I'm just like, I'm okay playing WoW again instead of playing a game I've played to death. Mm-hmm. Which, man, I can't wait for Diablo 4. It's so... It just I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. But BlizzCon's in January this year, so we'll see. Um, Pan, did you have another skill that you like to talk about tonight? Or? Sure. Because mine was just part breaker. That's it. I don't have anything else. Well, uh, um, I got sharpness, which that will is... surprise no, no one. Yeah, that's always a good. That one. is a yeah. fantastic skill. Yeah. Well, I got you know you got to smack the monster like nine hundred million times if you have a sword and shield. So uh, sharpness is nifty mm-hmm. for the sword and shield. Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it because I you know I gotta gotta sharpen my uh, sword like every five minutes so. That, that's why I like sharpness. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is, it. it is really good. Yeah, it, it is. Contrast me to Mark, well, who has, like, a whole essay. Because... Oh, God. I, I could give you well, an essay as to the reasons why you could couple sharpness with things like, say, handicraft or, like, blade scale or, like, mm, or even both. Well, before before more goes in his essay, it's, it's really easily summed up in the fact that you want to keep your sword sharp and then you go... People are going to be like, well, duh. And I was like, but your damage multiplier is very in- inherent on what level of sharpness yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. So keep generally, you want to keep a blue or higher in yeah. Iceborne. And yeah. Generally, you want to keep, you know, I mean, you know, on most games, you want to keep a blue or higher. And some people even like, no, I'm in purple. I want to stay in purple. Like, Oh, that's, that's like, just not happening with Sword and Shield. Oh, no, no, God. no, no, and dual blades, no, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. But generally, I like it once I am, once I'm in blue, I am like, okay, I need to sharpen to get ba- back up to max at, at whatever opportunity I have. Or if there's just a lull in the fight in general, just sharpening before you transition areas um, is always a good idea, mm-hmm. just to keep your sharpness up. And sharpness is utilitarian, very good skill. Yes, I would say uh, it actually kind of made me think of one that I appreciate. But again, this is sort of more piggyback on my brother Chauncey, who plays a big support build. Speed eating is very helpful in all forms of Monster Hunter. Fantastic skill. It it, it really really helps, especially when another yeah utilitarian all star. Mm -hmm. Um, It can it can really save you in a pinch, especially if you're fighting fighting something that's very high aggro, like a Tigrex or a Rajang. Um, and yes, I did say Tigrex. Mm. I'm just going to stick with it because I like tigers. Yeah, I you never can have your tea if you really want to, but I'm not really that much of a tea drinker. I like tigers, and that Tigrex looks like a cross between a T Rex and a tiger. Tiger T Rex, Tiger Rex, Tigrex. It just makes sense. But yeah. Um, yeah, have, having speed eating, like, if you take a huge amount of damage and then, like, you need to pop a potion, 
like, the last thing that you want to do is get caught in, like, that stupid drinking and then flexing animation only to get <laughs> hit again and then have less health than you started before. And then do it again. And then do it again. It's just yeah. like, oh. It's the worst. Um, so I'm afraid to ask, Morg, what's your next one? Okay. Well, we already covered <laughs> latent power. We covered, oh, well. Uh-huh. We kind of touched on antivirus. We we I've already uh, discussed heroics and why it's a really a fantastic skill. Antivirus, um, that skill is only really which you've said three times. That now. yeah, that skill is yeah. only really like only ever really been used in fourth gen, it, and it's well, it it's useful. It's useful. Are oh, you talking about antivirus? Yeah, I thought, I thought you meant anti venom. Um, anti venom's really useful against certain monsters. Yeah, um, like antivirus yeah. don't work. Don't worry about it. Do not worry about it. Working through the virus and getting the buff is just okay. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Yeah. That's... Uh, as long as you're able to keep the aggressive posture. Mm-hmm. But it has benefits to it that are more than just being able to help you stave off the effects of the of uh, the, the virus building up. It actually, ha- it actually uh, doubles the amount of time that you have before the virus actually fully takes effect on you. But not only that... And... You, get you do get buffs. Yeah. You get double the amount of affinity that you normally would get from that um, uh, virus effect. If you overcome it, you normally would get 15% um, affinity. But you can get it up to 30% if you have antivirus in effect. Um, and th- another cool thing about it is is that the duration that you get that 30% that uh, 30% affinity also is doubled. So it's, it's like the really a, an amazing skill especially when you couple it with a chaos gormagala weapon where the negative affinity um actually stacks over top on top of the um i've, I've said top quite a lot this this episode i don't know i've got hit on top on yeah. the mind um where it'll take the negative affinity and it adds it on to the positive affinity as more positive affinity so if you have a weapon that like a chaos gormagala weapon that has say um negative 40 and then plus 30. Well, right there with antivirus, you just got a weapon that has 100% crit hit ratio. Like, it's... Oh, wow. Mmm, delicious. I will say, again, this is... That one, as well, is going to be niche in later titles because Generations Ultimate, that applies to three monsters exactly. Yes. Which is Gormagala, Shagaru Magala, and Chaos Yes. Gore. And... Like that's, those yeah. three exactly are the only times it's going to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, not to saying it's not not to say it's a bad skill to have, mm-hmm. but just saying it's entirely useless against any other monster at that point. Or and then even in fourth gen, it's only it's entirely useless if the monster isn't frenzied. So yeah, yeah, it is actually more useful in four U. However, there is a hunter art that actually allows you to take a pill that gives you the virus effect. It's amazing. Oh, I love that aspect of it. So you can actually um, set is your hunter the, art. Is this the barrel one? Um, it's, uh, no, no, no. It, it's not alchemy style. It's actually a hunter art that you can get. If you, if you get, if you unlock certain um, levels in the game, um, you can actually get the virus effect uh, as a hunter art where you just take a pill and then you get the virus effect. That's your hunter art. So you you get the frenzy effect and then what you do is you have to fight through it and then you immediately just get the buff. 
I, I, the, the levels in which I hate this idea are... are so the great thing about that about that hunter art and antivirus skill is it makes core and chaos gormagala weapons super viable. It's ooh, oh mmm yes, it's wonderful. You know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take morgue. Really hot. I'm take ready here. I really I I think I think uh, affinity is just an overrated <gasps> You know I'm actually almost willing to agree with you. Almost. I mean, you know, boil it down. What's it really mean? Crit chance, right? Yeah. Is critting a super huge deal in Monster Hunter? Yeah, your times will go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But very rarely are, are we actually going to get in a situation where we had something like Alatrion or Fatalis where we're doing a DPS race. Yeah. And even then, Affinity didn't mean shit against Alatrion unless you had a, uh, a mental crit. Yeah, like it didn't yeah. didn't even matter. Yeah, those um, yeah those is really the the only instances where really like critical hits really matter. To be to be honest, and this is a little secret that you guys are not allowed to share with anybody. Okay, you have to keep you have to keep this hush hush. Okay. The only reason <laughs> that I even like critical hits is because they're very flashy. That's yeah. it. That's the only reason why I like them is because they're super flashy. Okay. I mean, it's a good. I mean, that's how you like it. Well, I mean, I got ADD, <laughs> so I mean, you know, obviously, I'm gonna love the shiny stuff. So I'm like, woo, yay! But yeah, um, yeah, that's really the only reason that I like it. And oh, it's mostly okay. also for the reason that I also like to run crit status as well. I mean, proccing more status effect, more build up. It's just very nice. I like it quite a lot. Okay, uh, Pan. Do you have another skill? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fold these two together because um, because I have them for the same reasons. Uh, earplugs and uh, windproof. And basically, I don't like getting stunned. I don't like having mm, to sit yeah. still for two seconds. So I will say, earplugs. I would prioritize over windproof oh, yeah. because windproof is far more. In- Far less of a problem in newer that's games. That's true. That's true. Old games, it was necessary. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, earplugs. That's usually my number one thing that I have on like all my sets because there's there's like two monsters that earplugs isn't useful against. Yeah. Yeah. Cuckoo. So yeah. That's a good example of one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, earplugs and windproof because um... I don't like getting stunned and it just drives me nuts to have to sit there for two seconds. Also, it's really fun to just mm-hmm. wail on Tigrex's head while it's roaring at you. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. That's why I loved guard pointing, because you could just guard point the roar, and they get hurt for doing it. Mm-hmm. That's that. And with earplugs, if you miss the guard point, nothing happened. Yeah. It's just a good, it's a good failsafe. You can still guard point it or block it, but, um, yeah, you don't need to. Uh, it actually got me in trouble a couple times in Four Ultimate, um, having earplugs and then trying to instead of like not having the time to guard point it, but I was like, oh, I need to block it. I was like, why? Why did I do that? Now I'm just block stunned. Yeah. I'm just why, why did I? Why did I do that? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, no, very, very solid skill choices. Um, Morg, do you have more? Yes, I do. These two, well. Wide range is a given. I like being able to heal my teammates because, you know, sometimes 
players oh, yeah. online You've are extremely lazy. Yeah. You've hunted with Chauncey. He has it on every set. It he's is. like, I'm tired of people dying. It is a godsend for another player to have. So then that way you don't have to worry so much about your own health bar. And running it is just, it, it, it's extra insurance. Like, it, it, it's really nice to be able to make sure that, you know, you're looking after your team and they can just go in there and just wail on a monster. You can give them buffs by eating mite seeds and adamant seeds. You, you, if you couple it with speed eating, it's just absolutely ridiculous because <laughs> you can just pound everything mm -hmm. back so fast. And yeah, just just being able to look after their health while they're wailing on a monster, you don't have to worry about them going too ham and accidentally overcommitting and then just getting just flatlined by a monster. It's just it's a nice thing to have. Like when every mega potion it is treated like a dust of life, it's like having thirteen rather than having like maybe three or two. So it's a it's a fantastic skill to have, really. For for you or for anybody else, really, because it, it functions collectively, which makes it, honestly, four times more powerful than most people would think that it is. Like, it's it's such a boon to really have, like, in a team. It's very, very nice. And then the other, the yep. other one I think okay. I would have, and this one's kind of like a Freedom Unite exclusive. I don't know if it's in Dose or any other ones prior to it. Auto Reload. That skill is stupid. It is so stupidly strong for, like, heavy bowguns and light bowguns alike. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's just dumb. It's That's how good it is. Basically, the idea is that y your clip size will never matter because it doesn't matter how many times you fire off a round, your clip is never going to empty unless you run out of bullets altogether. That's the only stipulation for that skill. You can literally just keep firing on a monster, rolling out of the way, firing on the monster, and just flinching them out, and, it, and you're either going to run out of ammo or the monster's going to die. It's just... It's that simple. It's just wonderful. It just takes the loading aspect out of bowgun. Or you're going to die. Like, yeah, that's the, that's, that's the third condition that, you know, this, this skill would be completely useful for. But, um... Yeah, it's it's so good. Like it's actually like a really good skill, and I understand completely why it doesn't exist in modern Monster Hunter games because it's just dumb. It's actually dumb. <laughs> oh man. Oh, if I ever saw that that skill ever again, I I I don't know what I would do with myself. I feel like the game would be just absolutely broken and unplayable because everybody would just be playing heavy bowgun for the rest of their lives, just using cluster ammo. Hmm. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will not be playing heavy bowgun again. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I did my time. I did my time in, in base monster hunter. I'm good. You sound like Corey from Slipknot. I did my time and I want out. Never purposely listened to them. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea <laughs> what know. you're missing. Oh, oh it's so good. I, I said purposely. <laughs> I have, I've had, I've, it has been thrust upon me. <laughs> you're not feeling a little psychosocial? No, I'm not into angry music. Oh. Just period. That's too bad. I'm just not. 
I'm I'm much more of a funk, swing and pop and uh, ska, like those happier times. <laughs> I never liked listening to pop. I prefer to drink it. But you know what? <laughs> to each their own. Hey, my orange Fanta sitting right here agrees mm-hmm. with you, or does or doesn't. If it's something that doesn't like it, to whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I, I like pop mm-hmm. as well. Um, uh, we do still have to do that music episode at some point, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now that layoffs are coming off this week, I am going to have so much damn free time, it's just going to be great. And apparently do my you, brother... Do you want to make that next week's? Well... I mean, I'm also going to be learning how to play a five-string banjo because apparently that's what my brother is getting me for Christmas. He didn't tell me what the price of it was, and I don't want to know, but I'm going to be very excited to start playing banjo. So maybe I'll do a banjo cover of it. More power to oh, you. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I've been I've been practicing on getting my embouchure back to play my trumpet again. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I wonder if I can get a tuner, so in that way... Oh, wait. No, yeah. I could probably get, like, a, a digital tuner, so in that way I could, like, play banjo, but metal. Yes. Metal banjo. <gasps> oh, I could play bluegrass, and I could call it Cobalt Blades. Yeah. Now, that'd be a great... That'd be a great genre of music. Country metal. Mmm. Yeah. Delicious. I do believe that was made, and it was called crap. I mean, folk metal exists. Oh, <gasps> you're right, it does. Uh, but we don't talk about that. So folk metal is what it's called. No, folk metal no, there's is... there's like more like uh, bluegrass and Irish folk themed metal. Okay. Yeah, it does exist. Pan being the metal expert here for sure. Um, yeah, Alestorm technically it. thinks of themselves as a folk metal band. Really? They don't really yeah. sound very folky. Listen to the oh. first couple out. Al- their first two or three albums are way more folky than their newer stuff. Ah, uh, that explains it because, yeah, I did come in way later. Let me see. When was Uproar Fest? I don't even remember. It was years I mean, ago. But, yeah, they were good. The only f- the only folk folk song that I really got into was the Proclaimers' 500 Miles, like, a great Scottish band. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Love their music. Oh no, Nancy the Tavern. It's not. Wench. It's not okay. as bad as it, it sounds. It's not. Captain Morgan's Revenge. No, 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 I wasn't saying. I wasn't saying that that was bad. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay, that's definitely sounds folky. <laughs> oh, I could just picture just this. Oh my God, what an amazing album this looks like already. Like Hailstorm. It is. Captain Morgan's Revenge. This is where he uh, makes his comeback. He just like pops out of the grave and be like, "Ye water be rum down, ye scurvy vermin, yar." It's actually Captain Morgan's Revenge is not a uh, drinking. So, uh, it's actually based off of an <laughs> actual like story about Captain Henry Morgan. Really? Hmm. Which I assume is what the beer is also named after. Rub. It's rub. Yes. Yes. Whatever, it's all alcohol, and I don't drink it. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, Fortuan, you've misunderstood. They're all different. Oh, I, uh, uh, one of these days. Yes, beer, rum, 
Yeah, they're all different. Wine, I guess. Gin, they're all vodka, different. tequila, they're all different. Very different. They all have different notes, complexities, textures, mouth feel, throat feel. They're, they're all under the same they're all under the same umbrella with coffee and tea. No and whiskey is the same drink. either, you know. <laughs> uh, there's a very big difference between um a, uh, a I get it. Bourbon versus you guys scotch. like to rot things in a vat and then drink yeah, it. It's, I just, it's fine. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's all liquid bread. It's good for you, man. But, okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's like, let me just pull up the uh, drunk driving stats for you. Good for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> This is how many people died this week, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Whew. Moral of the story, listen Don't to be your like ailstorm responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is ailstorm, oh, not hailstorm? Yeah, there's, there's no H. It's right there. That's why I posted the link in the chat. Oh, completely different bands. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought you were talking about Hailstorm, not Ailstorm. Well, you know what? Now I have a new band that I'm going to love now. Oh, man. This is great. This. Oh, man. I, Captain I Morgan's Revenge was their, uh, it was their first album um, when they were a lot more serious about their pirate shtick. Uh, nowadays, they, uh, they're way less serious about sticking to their pirate thing-ming. Wind Rose is still Dwarven Metal. Yes, all that's the Dwarven Metal is cool, too. Albums. I love it. <laughs> oh. Wind Rose. One metal yeah, I was going to say, Wind Rose could also arguably be Folk Metal. Oh. I, I could see Yeah, there's that. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, because they there. have a lot of flutes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there, there so, you go, Morgan. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to be talking about music next week, then. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And we're going to have... You guys are going to have much more similar lists All right, than me. So, uh, are we doing <laughs> albums, songs, artists? What are we doing? Ooh. I'd, I'd prefer to stick to songs because a lot of the things that I want... There are certain ones that, that I want to talk about won't be on albums. Okay. Okay. Yep. Singles. Those are really good options, too. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of mine are not going to be... Um, I'm just gonna, some a lot of the songs that I really love are actually just remixes, mm. standalone remixes of video game songs. Yeah, and or interpretations. Um, I know it's a big list, and this might end up being a two-parter, you know, on-air episode planning. But um, I think that like even top ten is hard to do for songs because they're so good so we'll probably discuss how much we can do mm-hmm. um but also without and a lot of the things with music is you can describe what it is pretty well but then eventually you just have to listen to it so mm-hmm. i don't I, you could talk i don't i don't know how much we could talk on per episode per song but you know tentatively i'm thinking out the gate this is a two-part episode already. yeah yeah i oh, can yeah. see so that we'll, we'll see and you, both of you are a much more versed in some of this other stuff I am completely unaware of. Oh, like, boy. Today I learned about Ailstorm. Oh, I, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about, like, East European and, like, Russian metal. That's going to be so fun. 
The only one I know is the German one. Mm, yeah, Rammstein. Rammstein, yeah. Rammstein, they're not Jewish. They're German. <laughs> is that a Bride of Frankenstein quote or something? <laughs> no. Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Frankenstein! It's not Igor, it's Igor. Oh, that's funny. Huh? They told me it was son, Igor. Is, what well, is they were it? wrong, no, weren't they? Son of Frankenstein? What? I think it, well, yeah, what it was the, the young Frankenstein, movie? I think it was, yeah. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Frankenstein! Yeah, I love that. It was so funny. Yeah. My grandfather's work was doo-doo! Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Hearts and kidneys are tinker toys! <laughs> oh, man. What a great movie. Oh, my God. Mel Brooks. Genius. Gene Wilder. Just wild yeah. and crazy man. Wonderful. Good movie. Yeah. Anyways, um, I do we have more skills to talk about? Well, you guys kind of... No, for me, I, 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 ran, I ran dry. I got restricted to five. I'm getting tired, honestly. Yeah. I've been tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I have been tired. <laughs> I can't keep. I can't Kids. think of any more off the top of my I call them energy vampires. They are just. That's what I call them. They're like we're energy vampires, Daddy. I'm like that's, that's right. Yes, you, you are. are. <laughs> you certainly. Yep. Are. Anyways, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up and look forward to us talking about all of our different music tastes the next couple weeks. Yep, that's gonna be a lot of Cause, fun. Because. Uh, COVID made winter even slower, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyways, thank you guys for listening. This is Fortune. You can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. I've been tweeting too much this week because Thanksgiving, uh, also known as Hypnocatrice Day, which I didn't do that tweet like I did last year. I wanted to, but I just, I was too busy with the kids. Um, still have the Grick coming. I haven't had any time to write this week. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get 70 by the end of the year, but hey, we'll try. <laughs> um, 70 or, uh, ecologies, that is. And, uh, like I said last week, I'm no longer streaming on Twitch. I just don't have the time or energy to do it now. And, uh, yeah. Um, I will catch you guys on the next quest. And on the quest, where will you be, Morg? I am going to be working my last week and just smiling the whole way through because I'm going to be very excited to finally have some time off to be able to do some stuff, get into some hobbies, and take a part-time job probably working over at the Mushroom Farm, uh, where I was last year. I'm probably going to call it the Mushroom Kingdom, even though it's Red Fox Farms. But, yeah, and I'm also probably going to be on Twitter. I'm probably going to be posting more funny stuff. I'm probably going to go back, actually, to all my old YouTube videos that I had previously posted um, in the past and just making funny little clippets. Um, just to, you know, improve everybody's day, put a smile on everybody, and, um, yeah, um, I'm not sure what I'm gonna be playing, I'm probably gonna be playing Trials of Mana, hopefully more of that, but I'm also doing a 3U run, um, that's been pretty fun, I've actually, I'm actually at, uh, or Cedius, Cedius, um, whatever it's called, I mean, the big whale that's real horny, but yeah, it's that's gonna be a real fun <laughs> fight. 
Yeah, leave it to more to describe it the worst way possible. That'd be a fun episode. Describe your favorite monster in the worst way possible. Yep. Yep. Oh man, I'm gonna have fun with that one. Oh man, I'd I'd call Bracky. Uh, uh, oh, uh, what would I call him? Bracky Balboa? I don't know. Or uh, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Cold. I mean, uh, already Diablos is the dirty horny wyvern. <laughs> yep. Like or already, yep. like it's just. It... I think I'd call. I think uh... I'd call Diablos double penetration. Ah. Uh... Jesus. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what about you, Pan? <laughs> <laughs> There's no coming back from that poor Twan. <laughs> I'll be here. I'll I, be around. I just That's why we're just moving on. I'll be around. I'll be playing video <laughs> games. Um, I got a long week ahead of me because I've been staying up too late and yeah. not sleeping and just playing too many video games. Yeah, mine has also, on top of the kids tiring me out with staying up too late, learning about Scientology, believe it or not. There's a really good documentary on it. I highly suggest you watch it. Those people are batshit insane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. But also, uh, pseudo disrespectful because uh, a lot of them are straight up abuse victims. Yep. It's a really really creepy and really scary thing uh so yeah watch it (laughs) all right well thanks everyone for listening and we'll call it a night see you next time where we talk about a bunch of music yep take care guys bye